Good morning. This is Amelvis with the Four Elements Healing. And today we're going to be discussing um, defense mechanisms and triggers and how we can use them for healing. Now, to me, uh, triggers are when something outside of us um, hooks us or gets us angry and causes us to respond or react in a way that we just think it's an automatic reaction. But as we dive deeper, we realize that it really has ties to some of our core and root programming and, and traumas. What do you guys think? Yeah, so I'm Natalie Blaine from Envide Tribe Life Coaching. And for me, defense mechanisms are strategies that we've created uh, unconsciously to deal with super stressful and super difficult situations. And the unconscious part is where it gets tricky because the triggers happen and we're reacting to something that wasn't necessarily happening now, but it's like bringing us back to a time where it was something difficult or something really hard happened. Um, and I, and I, I tend to deal with this a lot with my clients and how they built up the defense mechanisms in relationships. So as we delve into the pro into the topic today, I'll get into that, but that's kind of how I define defense mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I'm Victoria Mador from Soul Healing Tribe. And the way that I see the triggers um, is almost like an intense reaction to a behavior, some language, maybe even memories that come up. And it kind of makes us go into that trigger that says, oh my goodness, if, if I don't react, I am powerless. I am invaluable. I am X, Y, and Z, right? So I'll be going into that as we move on. Hey guys, I'm MJ Marshall with MJ Guiding Others. And I really agree with all of you ladies. Uh, the defense mechanism from my experience and what I see in my community and what I've dealt with is, you know, our, sub our, our subconscious. It's, you know, we're experiencing these uncomfortable feelings and it brings, what happens is that our body responds, like a really popular one is denial. We go into denial about different things and, you know, it's just our response to what's happening. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with everyone, I think. Um, and what I love about exploring this is we just, I think like, I believe Victoria, you said helpless. Um, yeah, there's so much feeling of helplessness around it, like most people, myself included, until I started really um, working with this. Um, we feel like it's just an automatic reaction that we're having and that it's, you know, warranted. Most of the time we get very defensive about our position, but um, it's just so important to really dive into this. And and some of the other things that I that I see that come up, it's like, feelings of there's underlying feelings of like, I'm not enough or I'm stupid or I messed up. There's all these feelings that are really the underlying emotion that are making us lash out. So it's such a gift when we can start looking at what they're here to teach us. Yeah. And I think I'm always to go with that. One of the things that I noticed the most, um, including with myself is when I am being triggered or when my clients are being triggered, there is also not only that defensiveness, 
but it's also like, how dare you, right? Like, how dare you do X, Y, and Z? Because at first we don't see it as this is an opportunity for me to heal, but this is an attack on my persona, right? So, right. right. When we start seeing it from reframing it, from this is the attack or this is a negative situation to where is the healing opportunity here? But it's hard to do that at the beginning because you feel attacked, you feel vulnerable, right? And it's not an easy feeling. Yeah. That that feeling attacked definitely comes across for me personally and my clients. And it's such a true thing, Victoria. And one of the things that I love about triggers and when it comes up is that when we realize and become aware that we're being triggered, we can start identifying patterns. And then that's where my coaching comes in. I'm like, well, how often does this show up in your life? And and is it the same kind of a situation? And people are like, oh, wow, yeah. Every time my mom says yellow dog, I get really angry and I have no idea why, right? And so it's it's developing and identifying these patterns, which we can then start to work on, which then leads to healing. And I love that part about this topic. Yes, uh, Victoria, like you were saying, when I'm with people in the community and I see that let's say for instance, like relationships, uh, let's say I've had a client that decided that they wanted to end a relationship and they're saying that, you know, it wasn't anything and they're ready to move on to an, another, a new relationship, right? So I found that getting them away from other people and talking to them one-on-one about why they feel the way they feel and trying to remind them of some of the good things that I've heard them say or you know that I've seen them do with their partners can be very helpful in them opening it up to let me know how they really feel about that situation, despite what they might seem normalized, what society says, you know, how fast they should move on, you know, within a relationship. Mm. Yeah, and to that, I think one of the things that I have to add is with relationships. Um, a lot of people, you reminded me of what happens with a lot of my clients when they say, you know, I have a relationship pattern. And when in the session, when they're realizing that they have a relationship pattern, it's like, oh, wow, this is why I move on so quickly. Or this is why I don't go for that relationship because there are so many layers there that reminds me or takes me back to when X, Y, and Z happened in an earlier experience, normally in childhood. Yeah, or like why I don't move on. Like there's so many ways that we, when we internalize these things, that they, you know, that they come to light in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a great point. It is, it's, it's important because we've developed these coping mechanisms for a reason. I'm not always saying they're justified, but at some point something happens and we've developed these ways to cope. And until we recognize that it's a pattern, there's no way we can get escape that pattern or heal or grow and get past it. So I love, you know, I, I want everyone to know that it's okay to have defense mechanisms. We all have them. It's the best part about it is it becoming aware of them, learning what they are and moving on, right? Or, or, or finding healthier coping mechanisms. And I think that's key here too. Right. right. Uh, with the defense mechanism, one of the things that we have to understand too is that they're there, those parts of us are there to protect us from getting hurt. So when we do parse therapy or parse regression or age regression, what we find is 
that there are so many different parts to what make us us. There is the one, the child, there is the inner critic, there is the 10 year old that is saying, oh my goodness, you abandoned me and now I have to defend myself, right? So we go and pick these pieces and we talk to them like they're their own person and what comes up is like, well, no wonder why I behave the way I behave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I find in my sessions as well. So, you know, our triggers, they illuminate the shadow part of us and the shadow parts of us, it's like an iceberg and we only see what is on top of the water, but beneath the water lie all these buried subconscious beliefs and all these subconscious uh, emotions that we've repressed. And so that's uh, what we go into in, in my sessions as well. And it's just very important to, to dive into those because otherwise we're just, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to, to tackle these issues on and, and heal. So important. So what is the one way that you are working, you all are working with your clients, like a quick exercise that you can give the listeners to identify some of these uh, triggers or patterns or parts? Um, I, for me, I find that the, the key to understanding like your triggers and your defense mechanisms is really understanding the emotions behind it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, surprise, uh, are, you, are you feeling fear? Are you feeling anger? Uh, shame is a big one. Um, each emotion, it gives you a clue as to why your body's reacting. And the first thing that I have my clients do is really stop and breathe and identify that emotion. Like, what are you feeling? Um, you know, sometimes by process of elimination, but because many of us don't even know that, that we're being triggered because we've been programmed to shut it down, just, you know, or just lash out. Um, so once we identify that emotion, then we can move to like identifying where in the body am I feeling this? Like, am I feeling this in my chest? Am I feeling this in my stomach? Because we, we hold trapped energy in, in our energetic system. So it's really important to figure out where that energy, those emotions are stuck. And that's how I teach my clients to begin to, to really pinpoint where where these um, repressed feelings are and how to like address them. Beautiful. I love that. Amy, I love that you use the word illuminate. Like as you said that, I was like, yes, it's like putting a flashlight onto these triggers and the why behind the triggers. So I wanted to point that out because it was so beautiful as you said it. Like I literally saw you putting a flashlight onto your beautiful clients and saying, hey, look at this area in your life. Mm -hmm. So it was super nice. But one way... So I talked about this earlier, identifying the patterns, because a lot of us, like you said, this is subconscious. We don't realize that we're doing it. So similar to you, Amy, instead of just identifying what that pattern, um, what the emotion is, I, I try to get them to start looking into patterns and then we just start questioning. And what I tend to get down to the bottom of with my clients is there's a need that's not being met and they just, they're not good at expressing that need being not being met. And instead of verbally expressing it they just go into their defense mechanism which could be projection denial rationalization there's so many different ones so for me it's definitely a, identifying the patterns and helping them see that it is a pattern to begin with for me when i'm working with my clients if i happen to be the one that triggers them 
I we talk about it. We talk about what happened. You know, first I apologize because that wasn't my intention. And we try to navigate to the core issue on what happened. And through communication with them, they realize it's not even me that may have done it. It's something that they've picked up over the years. And what I like to encourage them to do, if you're interested in wor working on those issues, I have some individuals that would would be more than likely willing to work with you if you are ready. So that that is how what I do. And that's beautiful. Um, and I, one of the quick things that I do is asking the there is a contest to every situation, right? Like I get triggered when X, Y, and Z happen, right? So working through the contest, what is a contest? And then what is it that you feel when you think of this contest? So I feel when my boyfriend doesn't talk to me and we're fighting, I feel so the emotion. And when I feel that emotion, I believe I am the belief. And that's how we get to the bottom of really what is going on so that we can regress then to the origin of the issue. But it, to your point, MJ, I think that's beautiful because when we are healers or therapists or practitioners, what happens is that we are seeing a lot of people, right? And a lot of people come with so many different issues. Sometimes we are reflecting to them those triggers, right? So we have to walk a very interesting line of when to push and when not to push and how to recognize those triggers before the client sees the triggers so that we can continue to have a beautiful relationship. Your thoughts on that, lady? Um, yeah, that, that's, I actually hadn't thought about that angle. That's a, a really great point because in doing the work, you know, we're, as we're involved with, the, with our clients, it, we're definitely hitting some, you know, areas that, that they, of resistance that um, as those things come up for them, they are going to feel some of those uh, emotions just by diving into it because Part of us doesn't want to even like go there, you know? But that was exactly what I was going to say, Amy, that we don't want to. These are some of the areas we don't really want to go into. So to your point, MJ, we can trigger our clients and we do. We definitely do at times. And what I like to do when that happens is invite them to become a little more vulnerable and show them that it's safe to like let stuff out, even if it's not towards me that I won't take it personal, but that go ahead, like let it out, like be, be vulnerable. Like if I'm triggering you, let's get down to the bottom of it and say it all. Like, and then a lot of times after they said what they need to, they realize, oh wait, that's actually what I've been thinking about my mother or my sister or right. Like it goes back to the origin, like Victoria, you mentioned that you do with them. Yeah. I think when you when you are in these type of roles, um, some type of clients will have a certain, they will look to you in a certain way that represents an aspect that is missing, right? Or that needs to be healed. So by that definition, then we could become, if we don't walk that very professional line, we can become the mother figure, the, the aunt figure, or you know, the, the one that is supposed to hold my hand figure and we're there to support and guide, but we're not supposed to replace any of those, um, right? Any of those people. So I thought that, that was an interesting point to bring up, MJ. Yeah. You know, uh, some of my clients, uh, you, you bring up a, a very good point, Victoria. Uh, some of my clients have looked at me as a mother-like figure, right? And I've seen like the relationships 
you know, them gravitate towards me more, wanting that motherly love that they didn't receive when they were younger. And then I have to, you know, attempt to revert that back to, hey, you know, um, you, you have to want to heal, right? You have to want to heal and, and get that healing, you know, through others that can help you with that. But I do have a habit of, you know, being, showing that motherly love and like, oops, look what I've done. <laughs> Because you care so much about your clients, right? Yes. It's, it's actually, it's also a compliment in a way too, MJ, it just shows that people feel safe around you, right? And then they want, they want something. So it's beautiful to have that. Thank you for that, Maddie. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we want the clients to be able to move on, right? Because if we keep the clients forever, that also is not a good I mean, it's not good for them and it's not good for us because we need to be able to push them along, guide them along so that they can move on to the next phase of their lives. Yeah, because ultimately they, the healing, they are able to heal themselves. We're just there to guide them to that place, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Victoria, yeah. you said handhold earlier. Like there's so many ways of guiding, handholding, illuminating. There's so many beautiful ways and we all do it so differently. And I think that's why I love this podcast. And when we come on here, because we have such different angles to do similar things and we have beautiful results on the other side of our clients. Yeah, I was um, speaking with someone over the weekend about the difference between what is healing and what is coaching. And I think it was something that we also mentioned in one of the masterminds that we participate in. And, you know, when we're working with healing, we're working on releasing a lot of the blockages, right? But then the coaching comes where we're ready to empower people and get into the next phase. So I think it goes hand in hand and anyone that is looking for healing should also have some type of um, personal life coaching on the side for sure. 100%. And I love to tell them too, right? Like releasing those blockages and those energetic triggers, emotion, everything that's in there is so important because the next part like you're saying is the action part and that's where the life coaching comes in because great now you have all this knowledge awareness tools but what do you do with it right and it's new to a lot of people so I love that they then come into my world and we get like action plans we start checking things off and oh I get so excited (laughs) Uh, one of the things I love yeah I was gonna say one thing about defense mechanisms and when we illuminate them, I'm just going to use your word, Amy. It was so good. It's we're, we're you're getting a sense of greater self-awareness. And with that, so much is possible. And I think that's where healing begins. That's where the next chapter begins. The actions begin when we delve into this topic that a lot of us don't want to. But when we start to get curious about it, like the level of our self-awareness just opens. And with that, opportunities, healing, growth, um, which is so important. And I think to that, Natalie, all I have to say is because I also tend to see a lot of people that become very obsessive with the healing journey. Like everything is a trigger. And that means I have to go now and go heal it. (laughs) It's like balance is key because then we become a little addicted to the healing journey, right? To, oh my goodness, that means there is still more of me that I need to work through because I'm a bad person or I haven't healed enough or I haven't done enough for me to be at the next level so having that balance of okay I'm recognizing that's a trigger but I don't have to deal with that right now I'm gonna weigh on that one because I'm still dealing with x y and c and that is priority right 
Yeah, and Natalie, what you said to be curious, like I think that's such a key word because curiosity about what, why you're responding or reacting or feeling one thing or another is so key. Um, as I was working on these, on some of the issues myself, um, it hit me like I couldn't, I can't heal these things without being triggered. You know, we can't, we have to thank our triggers in a way because these are, every time we get triggered, it's like, it's a gift. It's an opportunity to really heal what otherwise would, would go unseen. But, you know, because these things go, they're just, they loop themselves over and over in our actions, in our reactions, in our emotions. But yeah, curiosity is so key to just pause and, and be curious as to why. Why is this making me feel like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in, spirit, in spiritism, we have a spirit guy that is in charge of the triggers and is the, the challenger. That's what I call him or her. And that challenger it works in sync with your higher self to say, okay, now this person is ready for X, Y, and Z trigger. And once they accomplish that, every 21 days, it comes back to check if you really got the lessons. So okay, we can actually it? time it. Yeah, we can actually time Are it. Okay. 21 days, we can be like, mm, did I get it? <laughs> if no, it comes back. <laughs> and, and to both of your points, Amy and Victoria, like we do have emotional wounds as, as humans. So having that curiosity, having the, the strength and, and desire to work through the, the triggers and then coming back to a place of healing with 21 days or longer or every 21 days, like it's, it's a journey. And it's part of why we're talking about this today. Like all the topics we, we address, they're all little beautiful parts of our journey. And, and this one's just as important as the others. Yeah. My last message, I guess, it will be about the programming. I'm not sure who mentioned the programming, but um, it goes also hand in hand with the triggers and the things that we see that we come with, right? Like even the Zodiac or even like UNATO Shari and stuff like that, right? Those programs, they have all those triggers in there. So if we really pay attention, we can see which ones are the biggest one that we really have to be aware of and when they come up so that we can bring that self-awareness so that then we can work through them. So the programs are actually a gift from our higher self, our soul to let us know what we need to work on. What 100%, one last note too that I wanna share is that even if you're working on your triggers and you've it's been past 21 days and it comes next year and you're getting triggered again, it's okay. Cause you know, I don't want us to say that automatically you're just healed and you'll never have these triggers again. I wish that we wouldn't be human if that happened. Can you better react to uh, Amy's point when you've worked on the trigger? Yes, but it doesn't always magically go away either. Like we're, we are going to be triggered and it's okay. If you've been working on one, keep working on it. It, it gets better and it gets easier. Yeah, but to your yeah, like, point, though, there are layers. Um, I'm sorry, Melvis. There are layers no, no, no. to the triggers. Like one way will be, okay, I deal with criticism X, Y, and C, right? But you got that. But then you go deeper into what it means and then deeper and deeper. And it's like it continues to evolve mm -hmm. and bring you so much wisdom about who you are and what you were supposed to do with this. And then use those triggers once you heal it to help others get yeah. over those triggers. 
Yeah, I love what you both said. Um, just like, yeah, the peeling and the the fact, Natalie, that you pointed out that it doesn't necessarily like stop. There's there's just, it. I think we feel very frustrated sometimes when we realize like, oh, you know, I'm doing all this work and it's not working, but there's just, it's an ongoing process and you have to be very patient with yourself and and kind with yourself and understand that there's so many years of programming, like you said, Victoria, so many, um, we've, you, we've responded in the ways that we are used to for so long that we can't just expect that we're just going to, just by realizing it, we're going to change. So it's an ongoing process. Absolutely. And the last minute messages, MJ? Yes. So for all of you that are viewing us, healing is a journey and being present. I, I'm a, I, this is a huge table for me. Connecting with the universe, going into nature helps us with these things, help us to uh, become aware and to realize things that we never saw before. So if we continue to do those things, then we will eventually get to where we need to be and do with guidance. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I, I have a bonus. If anyone can guess where this logo's from, you got a free session with me. Just kidding. Well, mostly I want to know. Do any of you four know what this logo is? I can't see it. It looks like oh, you can't see it. Okay. So yeah, there's is like it a snake? snake. Yep. Is it a snake? I see a snake. Two snakes. There we go. All right. It's hard. That's so me. Well, we can talk about it after the session, after the podcast, but have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So collect Bye. your free session with Natalie. Right. Yes. <laughs> if you get the right answer, only if you get the right answer. <laughs> Bye. All Bye. right. <laughs> See you guys on the next one. Thank you.